back to another episode of Tiffany Handler. We're excited to be back at school. I'm your host, Brad, and joining me today is Jeremy and our fellow student, Mr. Church. Thank you for listening, <laughs> and as always, thank you for listening, and as always, with that being said, how was your break, Mr. Church? You know, my break was fantastic. Um, I did get to go down to Nashville to see my family. I drove, uh, stayed away from public transportation, um, but it was nice to see my family. It's been a while, and then uh, I got back on the 27th, and I've been quarantining ever since. So, how about you guys? That's nice. Um, my break was really good. I enjoyed a lot of time outside. Um, didn't see too many people. Kind of stayed low key. Uh, I'm excited to be back at school uh, in person next week. Hopefully, if all goes well. What about you, Brad? Yeah, this break was a little bit different, but it was definitely relaxing. I think I'm definitely well rested for the um, new term ahead of us. But sorry, before we continue, I do want to say. Our regular host is not here, Sarah. We uh, we miss Sarah, but uh, I'm going to do my best to fill in today. Definitely. We miss Sarah, but we like Mr. Church, too. So, New Year's resolutions. How have you guys been doing on yours? Um, pretty pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I've been trying to get more sleep, uh, watch my screen time, but that's really difficult, uh, especially this week with being virtual from my dorm, I've been on my phone and my computer literally 24 seven, every waking minute I am awake, I am on my some device. <laughs> so I need to work on that. Uh, what about you guys? What are some, some of your new year's resolutions? So speaking of screen time, you might notice that I'm wearing these ridiculous hipster glasses. <laughs> um, and I look, I look like, a, you know, maybe some kind of Silicon Valley tech bro hipster or something like that. But um, I'm is a big one. I've, uh, I was getting these screen, screen headache glasses. Um, but this is the price I have to pay is to look like a hipster. So um, no, that's definitely a, a resolution for me is to, you know, spend, uh, maybe eat a little bit healthier, I say, as I'm uh, making a big thing of pasta on my stove right now, but um, yeah, I'm hanging in there. I'm, I'm doing all right. I don't have any specific resolutions per se, but like I said I'm just kind of trying to stay healthy. I phone a little bit and kind of get some more time outside. It's been tough because the winter has been a little bit odd, but it's been cold without much snow. So, but I'm hanging the, in there. I think the, like, a really important one is just to be appreciative. Um, I know it's like easy to uh, lose sight of appreciation and um, not be thankful for necessarily everything you have. But we are, if you're listening to this podcast, you're most likely a very lucky human being who attends a wonderful school, the Winchington, uh, Winchington School. And uh, you have a lot to be thankful for. So don't forget to be appreciative. This Monday, January 18th, is Martin Luther King Day. Uh, Martin Luther King was a civil rights activist who opened the eyes of many Americans. He spoke strongly against violence and advocated on behalf of the less fortunate. He opposed the imperialistic tendencies of this country, stuck up for civil rights, and took a strong stand against poverty and economic injustice. Um, so this Monday, we have off from school as a day to commemorate him and his life and all that he stood for. So coming up this weekend, we have four NFL playoff games. We have Rams versus Packers on Saturday, Chiefs versus Browns on Sunday, 
Ravens versus Bills on Saturday and Buccaneers versus Saints on Sunday again. I'm specifically excited to watch the Chiefs versus Browns game. Um, I think that that's going to be a good game, and I'm excited to see the outcome of that. I'm a big Baker fan. You're a Baker fan? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Nice. (laughs) Sorry, Bradley, what were you going to say? No, sorry, I cut you off there. Um, I'm definitely excited myself to see the Bucs Saints game. Um, Who are they playing? Go Saints. Uh, I'm all in on the Saints. I'm a big Saints fan this weekend. Um, and then any team that's the Patriots or Tom Brady. So definitely. We don't have to worry about the Patriots this year. <laughs> Sorry, New England sports fans. It's all right. They needed the break anyway. In other sports news, James Harden was traded to the Nets for Victor Oladipo and some other first round picks. Uh, this is going to be a, a rivalry for LeBron. Let's just be honest, though. The Lakers are going to steamroll their way to another championship. Um, and I won't hear otherwise. So, well, yeah, Zach, well. that's can put up a fight. But we'll see what they got. I mean, I haven't even seen them play yet. So, so I, think, uh, I think we'll just get into our conversation today. We have a um, very special guest um, that we've been really looking forward to. So, let's just uh, get into our um, dean of Students, as well as Assistant Head of School. Uh, we're super excited to have her. Um, as a, a personal note, Miss Jordan is one of my um, role model teachers at the school, and so I'm super excited to have her uh, joining us today. Miss Jordan? I really appreciate it. Um, I have enjoyed the last few years, and I'm super excited to be here, and I'm honored that you asked, and I'm excited to talk about these two very important topics. Yeah, absolutely. So um, first question is just kind of, uh, we were wondering about the protests at the state capitals. How did you first hear about the attack on Capitol Hill and like what were some of your initial reactions to it? I actually, shockingly, am on Twitter. Um, I saw it on Twitter when I saw the video. The caption was, I think something like, are we in America? And it was people just trying to like break in through the doors. And then I thought, well, what the heck? Because it didn't really give like great context. And I didn't really think, I was like, what's going on? I started reading about it. And then um, coincidentally that evening, I was talking to my two sisters and my mother um, just about something else. And then one of my sisters brought it up and we started talking about it then too. And I mean, just super alarming and concerning and just a ton of different like emotions when you see that and when you read about it. So we've all seen some of the uh, footage linked to this attack and I was wondering if there is any specific footage that stood out to you or any significant details. Definitely. Um, Great question and one of the just indelible images is watching someone with the confederate flag over their shoulder walking through. That was disappointing and sad and um, just because from my perspective historically I know what the confederate flag stood for it was to recognize the secession of those states and to form the union and um, under the guise of states rights when in fact it was the state right to defend and uphold the institution of slavery um, and the fear that it would have been away and so those are all the things that I think of when I see the confederate flag 
I think disrespecting just and the the people who you we have elected to uphold kind of some of the principles that we had hoped would be um, a part of the legislation. So when people were in like Nancy Pelosi's office or Speaker Pelosi's office, um, and then uh, I thought that that was one an alarming one. And I will say that the one um, I'm going to say positive because it was one of those stories that you were just like, thank you um, for doing this. And it was the police guard who was like getting everyone's attention, mm -hmm. um, who was storming the building. And he was taking them away from the chamber where people were hiding, where the senators were hiding. Um, and that was all obviously like intentional because he wanted to protect people and he was doing his job and putting his own life at risk because I think, isn't it up to five people who've died? Uh, I think initially it was four and now it's five. And so I think without his actions, um, there would have been much more, um, many more casualties and, and destruction. And um, so for me, that was um, like a, if you can call it, it was a positive. I definitely seeing that really reminds me of there, there is still unity left in this country, but um, kind of on the opposite coin of that, we've talked about how the country is almost as, as divisive as it was during the Civil War, but did you ever think that something like this scale would happen? If you had asked maybe like before 2016 now, over the last few years, I have wondered um, if something to this scale would have happened. Um, and I, I try to be more optimistic than pessimistic. I'm not necessarily surprised um, only because of the, the words and the words that have been used over the last four years are, um, are definitely kind of coming to, um, coming to a head and words have a significant meaning. I think this is that moment where we're just like, okay, this is um, something that was bound to happen, unfortunately. Yeah, so I, I like that point because it, it, in a way, because um, we have, you know, a lot of um, far right, I mean, there's no hiding from this, I think. It's, it's far right nationalism um, and uh, a lot of MAGA rhetoric. It was, you know, hashtag stop the steal, the election stolen, that kind of thing. Um, that is pushing these people to, to take this violent action. Um, I'm seeing, I'm, I'm also on Twitter, by the way, um, but I'm seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter uh, from both sides of the aisle, kind of, of, well, we need to, you know, we need to come together, we need to heal, we need to unite. Um, and I do get that sentiment. But at the same time, like, how do we, um, how do we hold people accountable? And then, and then how do we um, reconcile this, this thing that has happened now? Hmm. Um, that's a good question. And I will say that, um, I think accountability is paramount. And I think also really hammering out what people mean in terms of their intention and the words that they use, because I, I think it was the impeachment hearing taking place in the house. And if it wasn't, it was an exchange between, um, congressional members and one was, um, Congressman Jordan. And then I can't remember who the other guy was, but he was a Democrat and they were kind of going back and forth over, um, the accountability of the words that were used to kind of incite what happened. And, um, uh, Congressman Jordan, um, I think he's a Congressman. He might even be a Senator. Uh, so the, the Democrat 
said to him that um, because he wasn't condemning what had happened at as a result of uh, President Trump's words. And so his retort back to the Democrat was that in um, 2017, they had expressed uh, just recognition that Russia had influenced the election. But the Democratic senator said that he had accepted the election results of President Trump. But Representative Jordan um, was trying to say that his approach to not um, agreeing to the election results of this election was the same of what he did. And the way that they described the difference, because the Democrat said, no, I accepted the results, but I made it clear that I thought that the election was influenced. And he said, at no time did I encourage anyone to challenge the election. In the other end of the spectrum, that's exactly what happened. Like, honestly, I mean, when you do have disagreements with people, it's okay to disagree, but I think you can disagree in a very, um, like, in a very slow manner. And I think that that is maybe where people should be kind of trying to get to is the civility of the conversation and having the conversation, not an argument, but the conversation. Definitely. Um, one thing I think that was uh, also super concerning um, and it's something that I've experienced firsthand. Uh, obviously, there were um, a bunch of protests over the summer. Um, it, that you know we're focused on Black Lives Matter and, and um, racial justice and stuff like that. Um, again, this is something I've been seeing a lot on social media. People kind of pointing out the differences in response to these um, these two movements, if you will. Um, for one, the Black Lives Matter um, protests are getting tear gassed and you know rubber bullets and stuff. And yet at the same time, I mean, let's face it, it's like a, a ninety five percent. Uh, of the crowd here that is storming the Capitol is is white people, uh, and they are pretty much just allowed to storm what I would have thought was one of the most secure buildings in the world. So, um, you know what what does that say about um, you know policing and, and law enforcement in the country? I agree with you, Mr. Church. I think it is an interesting thing to to look back on, but I also think it boils down to the leadership and how the choices of leadership have contributed to those two examples. Because I would also argue that if we were four years before, I don't know if that would have been the same case. So if a different leader was in the White House, um, I think civil discourse would have taken a different route. And so I, I do think it's not necessarily, um, you know, those, those two institutions, like law enforcement in general. I think, yes, there are absolute issues that need to be addressed with law enforcement, but I also do think it's the leadership that has allowed that to continue um, and has um, kind of reinforced that type of approach because that was encouraged by our leadership. Another uh, devastating topic is how this event will affect America's representation on a global scale. President Hassan Rouhani of Iran said, what we saw in the United States Wednesday evening and today shows above all how fragile and vulnerable Western democracy is. I was just curious if you could get your take on how you believe this will affect the credibility of America. 
Good question. So I do think it will impact. I think our credibility has been impacted even before all of these events transpired. I think it's been kind of slowly deteriorating over the last few years. Um, and this is just another example of why. And again, I think it comes down to leadership and where people kind of um, align in terms of their, their beliefs. And um, I think that the United States can fix and make amends, but it is going to take time, effort, conversation, and action. I understand why people think that democracy is kind of vulnerable and fragile because I mean, you would hope that what happened um, last Wednesday would have never happened, but opportunity to improve and to reinforce and to kind of reinvigorate the pillars and um, the strength that a democracy can have. Speaking of, of you know, the strength of democracy, uh, we have Inauguration Day coming up next week on the 20th, but at the same time now, the FBI is warning people, uh, is, is warning everybody of armed protests taking place in all 50 states at pretty much every state house. Um, if you, you know, you watch the news at all, there's 20,000 uh, National Guard um, in, the, in the Capitol right now. You know, you've seen those pictures of them sleeping on the floor. Um, I mean, what are some... What, what are some concerns that you have as far as the upcoming uh, days and weeks? Uh, just quite honestly and frankly, I am, I'm just concerned for safety of people um, because like that, that violence, there's, there's answer. It's not a, like that. And so I'm hopeful that cooler veil and violence will not and so that's what I'm hoping for, but I do have concerns for the safety of many, many people. So, I mean, I think, I think everybody right now is, uh, is a little on edge, nervous, anxious, um, especially with, uh, like we said, Inauguration Day coming up. But um, I mean, where, where, do we, where do you see us going from here? Is there, is there uh, maybe a, a positive uh, silver lining that you could leave us with uh, before you head out here? Yeah, I think that this is a great opportunity for people to, to impart change and to take action. Any step someone can take that is going to um, be on that path of positive change is a good thing. Because I, I know that some people think like, I'm too small to really make a difference, but that's, it's not, that's not true. Because um, I'll just give you an example of myself. I'm just a, an administrator and a teacher at a small boarding school in a tiny little town in central Massachusetts. However, here we are having this conversation and I think that it is going to impact people. Um, with that, I am challenging myself to figure out how can I be a better teacher? How can I um, have conversations with students to, um, to learn and grow, um, whether it's a conversation about race or politics or, or just whatever we're talking about in a particular class or even just a, a social situation. And so um, that's kind of what I'm hoping people will do is figuring out what, what can I do um, because we can all take small manageable steps. And, um, and one of the things I'm trying to do is just 
um, improve the perspective and the information and the discussions we have in my class um, so that it is not the history class I took in high school because while yes, I did learn, I also now looking back know that I missed a huge chunk of what history can and should be. Yeah, same same for me there. Uh, this is, we don't teach the same kind of in school and I was, uh, I was in high school not that long ago, so. Um, but uh, Ms. Jordan, we know that you are busy, so um, I think I want- I can give you more time. Uh, do you, it's up to you. Do you two have anything that you'd like to add? I mean, we, just, we can just edit it in there. Um, or Ephraim, do you have anything you'd like us to add? One thing that interests me, um, is how the political parties might change because I'm, I've been listening to news and there's talk of how there, there has to be more diversity in political parties so that people can who have views because I feel like I was but many Republicans have come out to say that there's there's this new sort of new conservatism that is coming out of republic it's not very normal to what we've seen like the Reagan conservatives have mm -hmm. and that's something that I've been interested in to see how this whole event will can transpire into new political parties um, in America. I would like completely encourage that because I think in like as a huge um, like history uh, nerd, um, that was one of the concerns of some of the like, you know, quote founders. Um, were the creation or the kind of start of political parties because it was the separation and the division and the conflict that they were afraid of that is the root of a political party. And I think, think some reform needs to change, yes, in political parties, but also just in terms of maybe just the election and what it takes to be an elected official because historically you have to be a very wealthy person um, to be able to even consider running for office. And I think that that is a travesty to um, our government because it, how many people are we missing out on because they can't afford to run for like an elected office? Um, and with that, the, the two major parties have so much power, money, and influence, nearly impossible, but nearly impossible to get a third party candidate even on the ticket in a general election um and that is also unfortunate and i think that that is a real threat to um the democracy is not allowing kind of that to occur so i i agree ephraim i hope that um change occurs within the political parties and it becomes kind of like a just a more open system. Who knows? Maybe I sound like a socialist. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so anyways, all right, if there's, if there's no more questions, I think um, uh, I just want to thank Miss Jordan for joining us. We, we know that she's very busy, uh, has a lot going on. And um, thank you for, for all you're doing for, for the school, for the community. And thank you for joining us tonight. We uh, really appreciate it. Well, the pleasure was mine, gentlemen. And so I appreciate you, Jeremy, you, Ephraim, you, Brad, and you, Mr. Church, for inviting me. Um, I had a great time. And um, I'm always willing to talk about issues and um, whatever is pressing and interesting. So I'm always in.
All right. I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll have you on again sometime. Yes. Looking forward to it. So over the weekend, to keep you guys entertained, we have a movie suggestion. District 9. Uh, I don't think it's on Netflix. I think it's on Amazon Prime. So you'll have to go there to watch it. But it's a really good movie about an alien invasion. Um, and I'm not going to give away too much. But if you like sci-fi, like a psychological sci-fi, this would definitely be your type of movie. Uh, again, that's District 9. You guys should go watch it. I will second Jeremy on that. Fantastic film. It's a little older now, but uh, it still holds up. Great movie. So good. To Definitely one for all the sci-fi fans out there. Also this week, we have a new caption contest on Wapiti Weekly Instagram. Um, it's a new month, new contest completely. So submit your best one-liner cartoon into Wapiti Weekly Instagram for a chance to win a prize. We're looking forward to, to seeing all your submissions. Uh, be creative and let's see what you yeah. come up with. Thank you for listening to Wapiti Weekly. Bro, that was awesome. Yeah. Gorgeous episode.
Get my olive oil in there. All right. Definitely edit all that out, Jeremy. I'm just going to see like an orange 